Welcome, Big 12 college football fans. I am your host, as always, Bryce Petty, followed by my esteemed colleague, Trevor Knight. Bryce Petty. It's the Trevor and, and Bryce show. And have we ever got into why it was the Trevor and Bryce show? Because I thought for a second we had a slight chance for it to be the Bryce and Trevor show. No, I'm, I'm pretty much the alpha male. So uh, um, it was no question. It was always Trevor and Bryce show. But I don't know I don't if you know. saw outside, though, because the Baylor Bears are the Big 12 champions of the 2021 season. Garrett, our producer, gave me a reserve spot outside. Therefore, I think. It could be in question that Bryce and Trevor show could I might think our, change. I think our listeners are already uh, so um, in tune with yeah, the way it rolls off true. the tongue that that's we're true. probably going to keep it that way. But did you hear me, partner? Big 12 champs, baby. The Big 12 champs. Golly. Right here on the Trevor and Bryce show, you have a bear himself, yeah. Mr. Bryce it's, Petty. You know, the Baylor Bears win the Big 12, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship for the first time since 2014 when you were leading the Baylor Bears. Bryce, you yeah. were at the game. We were. It was an unbelievable football game. Unbelievable football game. Came down, obviously, to the very last play, a couple inches yeah. right there. And football is still a game of inches. We found that out on Saturday. Bryce, tell us about the experience there at AT&T Stadium and what you saw from your Baylor Bears. Yep. Well, I, I don't know how to capture the entirety of the game with because it just it to your point, it came down to the last four plays, five plays really, because they get a pass interference. It's first and the eight, first and eight, um or I'm sorry, first and goal on the eight. They get a pass interference, and then it's obviously half the distance, first and goal on the four, and we stop them four times in a row. Um, with Jaron McVay, what a cool story about him. If you guys don't know, six-year senior, uh, former walk-on, uh, making the play of his life and inevitably sealing the victory for us. But I loved it because going into this game, it was a Spencer Sanders, Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, it was Hyde, <laughs> I guess, uh, or which one, whatever one's worse. Not that, you know, not that it's worse, but he did throw some bad picks. And but the whole thing was, can we score off picks? And we were two for four, um, really with a missed field goal. It should have been three for four, scoring off turnovers. But that was the game. I mean, twenty-one to sixteen, and we didn't score in the second half, which Oklahoma State has kind of been their mo. Their second half adjustments have always been really good. You know, really all year long. Um, and so this was really just can Spencer Sanders protect the ball? And our defense played lights out. It played really, really well. Um, and a Big 12 championship game, 21 to 16. I know, crazy. I, I you you hit the nail right on the head, Bryce. Spencer Sanders played in the most important game of the year at that point um, for for that team with still playoff hopes alive. Big 12 championship obviously on the line. Big Spencer Sanders did what we thought he was going to slip up and do throughout the year, and he just kept proving us wrong and proving us wrong and taking care of the football. And playing really clean, and then unfortunately on on Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, yeah. just coughed it up too many times, which proved to be the difference in the game. Now the yeah. turnover margin obviously is a big indicator whether you win or lose. Uh, Baylor won the turnover margin, but you got to give your hat, uh, tip your hat to to the Baylor defense, to yep. the Baylor offense. Yep. Blake Shapen. Blake Shapen. I mean, the, the guy come out uh, as ah. a freshman and and lead that team to a Big 12 title. And I loved his interview right after. 
you know, they're asking him, hey, how cool is this? And he would go on and on and on. But he said, hey, this is Gary Bohannon's yeah. Big 12 championship. It was just my job today to come in and finish it off for him. I thought that was really mature for a young guy to say something like that. And now, you know, he's got that hardware forever. He's yeah. the MVP of the game. He's got a Big 12 championship ring that he's going to put on his on his um, uh, um, his shelving behind his desk when he's on Zoom selling insurance in a few years. <laughs> and uh, that was no that was. Uh, yeah, I hope he got goes a, plays he's got for a, a while. Bright future. He does just because we mean, go sell insurance a, a, doesn't mean that he's going to. <laughs> sorry, I I didn't mean it in a negative way. I, I meant maybe in his 40s whenever he's done playing in the league, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But but he will have that hardware. Uh, for for the rest of his life and um and and be remembered. Yeah, you know the Bryce Petties of the world, the Blake Shapens of the world, right? Oh that, wow, uh, it's good company for me. Thank that, you. That get to uh that get to hoist the trophy. So really cool, Bryce. I know you were at the game. I know uh you got to do a little voiceover stuff for some cool oh, videos. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You are you are you are very relevant in the Baylor community. It, well, the thing what I found out was I was I think eighth or ninth on the list. I, we had eight guys that said no before they, they all got had to head me. colds and yeah. they couldn't talk, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, it's it's great, man. It's great to be a part of of the program and and play a small part. And and again, you know, off of what you said, I mean, you know, Baylor is going to be very good in the next couple of years because of Blake Shapen. I mean, this is still, uh, you know, don't get it twisted. Twenty one sixteen, there was a lot of defense this year. Baylor's defense, Oklahoma State's defense, Iowa State's defense, even Texas Tech's defense. I mean, defense was 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 paramount this year. But this is still an offense driven league, and I think it will continue to be. Um, Blake Shapin is going to be uh, driving the car for the next couple of years for the Baylor Bears, and I think, man, they're they're in good hands. It's, he's just he's got a moxie about him. He's never the situation is never bigger, um, it, you know, than than he makes it. Which I know is a, is a weird thing to say, but as as a young kid, even as an even as an old dude, I mean, sometimes you know the situation it seems big, you know, um, and he never plays outside of himself, which I which I love. Um, he didn't, you know, have. Uh, sternum exodus body for half a second, which I think you know we saw against Texas Tech, which was great. I like <laughs> when he's protected and 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 leading the charge. Um, so yeah, I mean just a lot of lot of good things. And, and Coach Aranda again, I mean two and seven last year. We were picked eighth coming into this year uh, to 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 be Big Twelve champs and hit the road on the recruiting trail. Going, hey, we we run Texas. Yep. That is that right there is a sentence that just has to be paused. I mean. Baylor, Baylor football, and and really crazy enough, and I and I'll say this, Baylor University is running Texas. When you look at, we are number two in the nation uh, at men's basketball, um, women's basketball, always good. Don't know where we are right now. That's not good to know. Should have known that before I said it. Um, but you know what we have been able to accomplish, not only football, but other sports as well we are running the state of texas which i think that we both talked about when we were you know growing up it's everybody's wearing burnt orange you know and it's you want you want to grow up and be the the quarterback at university of texas and i think now it's starting to change to where i don't know maybe there might be some kids growing up saying i wanted to be you know a, a baylor football quarterback uh, agreed i mean for a small private school in waco which waco has really come alive in the past decade right i mean you've had some really really cool stuff go on there obviously the new stadium when you were finishing up your career be built i think is huge for the university having a stadium on campus uh but it is a desirable place to go um a great academic school and now also a a powerhouse and i'll say it 
in the athletic world as well. And, you know, Bryce, I, it's not just you, but it's guys like you, right? And and that's what we the, the reason that I went to Oklahoma is that when I walked those halls on a recruiting trip, you saw the history of championships yeah. and you wanted to follow in those guys' footsteps. And so it's it's never just about you, right? You get to try and leave your jersey better than you found it, but it's the guys in front of you that are really paving the path to to greatness. And so guys like yourself, you know, winning a couple Big 12 titles that now these guys get to follow in your footsteps and so on and so forth. Uh, the culture of Baylor athletics is trending in a very hockey stick-like trajectory and um and and you couldn't ask for for much more than that um from an athletic department so again hats off there but Blake Shapin you're gonna just try and have to keep him from entering the MLB draft I've heard he's uh quite the baseball player and could be going out for uh uh to, to play a little shortstop for the Bears this year but that's neither here nor there the other big piece uh you know when you got a head coach quarterback tandem um, typically you're going to have a, a, at least a pretty good football team. And um, as it stands today, the Baylor Bears are going to retain Dave Aranda. Uh, he's got to get through a couple more speed bumps where they may throw a billion dollars at him to try and get him <laughs> to Oregon or somewhere like that. But as of right now, Dave Aranda has voiced that he is going to stay in Waco and, uh, and be that figure for the Baylor Bears. Bryce, what does that mean for the university and the football team? to have a guy that is so culturally driven that has now proven that he can win at the highest level in that conference. What what does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I think it's it speaks a lot to, you know, one, uh, his ability to coach, but two, just the culture around him. When you look at him and when you hear him talk, a lot of it's just ball. Um, and, and so for us to be able to protect him, I say protect him, meaning that, you know, we were able to turn off his cell phone and, and, and keep him in house is huge going forward because you're in a in a world right now where, you know, kind of the coaching carousel word is thrown around. Um, and so it's it is so uh, it, it's huge for Baylor to, to continually stamp um, uh, really that legacy of what Baylor athletics is right now and what it's going to be in the future. There's going to be some change involved in the Big 12 I think there's going to be some change, obviously, nationally with, with you know, what's going on at, again, LSU, USC, Notre Dame, uh, Miami even. I mean, these are powerhouse programs that have new faces. When you're a recruit, that matters. So for him to go hit the trail and guys know – the recruiting trail, that is, and guys know that, man, this guy's here, I think that's going to say a lot. Um, and, and we were talking about it last week. I mean, when you when you, you know, have a coach come in your house, I never had that opportunity, so I'd like to hear from from you what that means. Or what that's like, but to have a coach, you know, sit there and and you ask him like, hey, are you gonna be here? Like, is this is this gonna be something that I can, you know, go ahead and 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 know knowing um, that that uh, you know these next four years are gonna be with somebody that I I'm sitting here looking at right now in my in my living room. That's a big deal. Um, so I I think what what Coach Aranda's done over these last you know two seasons now is only the beginning. I I really really do. I think that that he's going to continually recruit well I think he's going to continually um, put guys um, you know around these student athletes to make them better men which is which is a great thing it's it's a you know because too often and 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 that's what's hard right now I think too when you start looking at all these zeros being thrown around to remember that man this is you're you're talking about you know 18 19 20 year olds um, and and 
it, you just have to be careful. I feel like with with you know a, a, a spirit of humility that ball is not it's not for you, right? It's not that you're going to come in and and uh, you're not special because you play football, right? And I think we've kind of always, especially as we were growing up, it was just because it was fun. Now there's all this money involved in everything, and it's and it's about those guys. It's the coach Arandas. Um, and there's, there's plenty of them out there, but you know, the, the coach ran is that, that show you that man ball is, is a vehicle, use it, you know, to, to, to the best of your ability, but, but grow with it. Right. Meaning that like you're, you're going to grow into a man and, and that's what I like about him. So I, I love the fact that he's come out, um, you know, kind of presented that he's going to stay here. Hope he stays here for a long time. Family grows up there. Cause he just, it's a, it's a good fit. Yeah, a good fit. Absolutely. Uh, I think rant, I think Baylor football is in good hands. Uh, so before now, we move on, let me get a quick message out from our sponsors over at BetterHelp. Is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? If there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. Professional help done securely online. Check out betterhelp.com/tbs. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to accessing professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselor counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living life happier today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by vis- visiting betterhelp.com TBS. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash TBS today hands now you mentioned the coaching carousel and uh, talk about another one huh we will talk about another one lincoln riley departs from oklahoma he is settled in out in los angeles hit the recruiting trail and the oklahoma athletic director joe castiglione has been hard at work to find their guy as they say and as of last night Um, arriving on an airplane with the band and the cheerleaders and all the fans, and then the press conference today as the official announcement, the Oklahoma Sooners found their guy in former defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners for 13 years, but more recently for Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Brent Venables is the new head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. And, Bryce, a lot of the things that you just said – about Dave Aranda and what he has built culturally there and his mentality of developing young men is what I heard out of Brent Venables today. And he owes a lot of those um, attributes, those successes, those um, that mentality to 
former coaches that shaped his mentality. And some of those are legendary head coach Bob Stoops, who's being inducted into the Hall of Fame here yep. in just a few days. Um, and also, Brent, um, uh, excuse me, Dabo Sweeney out at Clemson that taught them that developing the young man for life way beyond football will permeate into the way that he shows up and plays on Saturday in this game of football. It goes way past just the X's and O's, and he went through a list of coming in, being a good man, how they can develop emotionally, mentally, educationally, spiritually, and then finally as a football player. And I think that's an important note for for all of us listening that whatever we do out there, it's not always about us. And it's not always about just what we're doing. Everything that we do affects other people and affects uh, our future, right? So to have somebody to come in like Brent Venables, who cares about the program, um, who's exciting in the way that he coaches, and to bring that background from these legendary coaches into this locker room. I think Oklahoma is now, um, you know, not rocking around anymore. They've found some stability. And uh, now it's just up to Brent and his staff that he assembles to pick up some of the pieces that have fallen apart and, and hopefully get back on a trajectory of what Oklahoma football you know, has been. I, I don't think they're going to take a huge step back because of this hire. I, I think mm. that they'll stabilize out. They'll get some good recruits um, that come along with Coach Venables and, uh, and, and move along forward and find some success pretty early on. Bryce, what are your thoughts? No, I, I love it, man. And I think it, it was it was really interesting how patient Oklahoma was. And I don't know if if it was patience because of on Brent's side um, or Coach Venable's side saying, you know, because what was interesting is how many times he's been offered. Brent Venable, this is not his first time to be offered a head coaching job. Um, you know, so so it had to be the right, the right job. And and so I I love that they were able to be patient. And I think that OU knew the whole time that this is this was their guy. Um and and so I I I'm with you buddy. I don't think that they're going to take a step back at all. Now now again in saying that they've had a what we I think we both would consider a, a pretty damn good offensive mind um leading the helm there for the last what 7 years. Um you know, at least on on the play calling front. Um there's been some talks about Jeff Lebby uh, from Ole Miss coming over, which would be, I think, an incredible get for them. Also played at OU, um, was our assistant O-line coach at Baylor when I was there. Um, brilliant mind, runs a little bit of the the Coach Brawl system. Um, so I think guys are going to have fun in that system. And, and you've seen what he's done with Matt Corral and Ole Miss. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of playmakers in the SEC. But, man, if you can play well in that type of system – in the SEC, you know it's going to translate, you know? And so I, I think that both of those guys hitting the recruiting trail um, with Brent Venables leading the helm, I think it's going to be – I think I think you guys aren't going to miss a step. And I think that Bob Stoops is going to stay involved, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, he yeah. will. And, and if you look, what has been the um, kind of the, the hiccup for Oklahoma football over the last seven years or decade, really, or, or really two decades, it's the defense. Well, when Brent Venables was there, they fielded – teams that went to four national championships, mm. which means they were probably playing a little bit better defense that we've yeah. seen in, in the right. past, right? Then he goes to Clemson and takes them to four national yeah. championships. So if he can got, bring a guy in that's going to be dynamic, fast, and, and up to par of Oklahoma um, offensive abilities, right. and he handles the defense, 
and gets those guys really playing hard-nosed football. I mean, this guy has coached. He's been a position coach or a coordinator for 26 seasons, and he has 26 straight winning seasons. He's never had a losing season. He's been to eight national wow. championships. He's won three. Like, this guy has been there before. Right, 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 right. He, was, he just inked the deal this past year, I believe. He's the highest paid assistant coach in college football. Yeah. He's making $2.5 million as the Clemson defensive coordinator. And don't pay for a dang thing. So, to your point, <laughs> he has absolutely been offered job after job. He mentioned it today in his press conference that his family asked him, Dad, why aren't you taking the Auburn job as close as last year? Yeah. He said, I in my heart didn't feel like I was ready for that leap. And you're talking about a guy that's been a coach yeah, for 26 right, years. Right. And finally, the OU job is the one that he wants. It's the one that he's going after. And, and I, I appreciate the fact that even he on his side was not just reaching for some goal out there. Right. He, it shows me that he cares about being successful. So he's going to take the necessary steps to do so. So as a fan, as an alumni, uh, I am incredibly excited about the Brent Venables hire. And uh, we'll see how he can um, get that, that team rallied around. I know he's got some pieces, like we mentioned, to pick up, in the, especially in the recruiting trail. Yep. Uh, but, but I have no doubt that he'll do so. What do you think happens with 13? I, I think that Caleb Williams will stay. I think that wow. he's, um, uh, you know, you hear rumors all over the place, but you think about it, now you've named your guy. Um, uh, obviously, for Caleb, it really is dependent on who they bring in as, as as the offensive coordinator, but, you know, he's only had one year with Lincoln. It's not like he's been in a system forever and he, you know, I don't want to have to deal with, mm -hmm. you know, getting into a new deal. I think whoever they bring in will be up to par of what Caleb Williams wants. And now that, you know, Spencer's out. Caleb is the guy at the University of Oklahoma. You know yeah. why run away from that? In my opinion, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I get right, it. Right, right. You bounce back and forth, but a lot of that was due to Lincoln. Right. You no, know, Lincoln's gone. If if Lincoln is your guy, maybe we see you go. But he just you know is about to sign you know the number one quarterback in in Malachi yeah, here right, coming right, up. Right, right. Dude, you are the guy at the University of Oklahoma. You can be the guy to. Take Brent Venables in year one to Big 12 title potentially, you know, and maybe SEC, depending on what happens this offseason, whatever it looks like. I think he stays. I think he plays the bowl game. If not, we're going to suit somebody up that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> um, you know what's, what would be really interesting? Uh, being that we're both in Dallas right now, pretty highly uh, tatted recruit that came out of South Lake this, just last year, Quinn Ewers. Has come out and said that it's, I think, Texas Tech and Texas. Um, it would be very interesting if Caleb Williams does not suit up to play this game and says, hey, I'm going somewhere else. There is nobody on campus leading what is a very talented OU team with a new coach. Um, Quinn Ewers. Man, I think, I, I, how do you not look at Norman? I think if you're Quinn Ewers, you look at Norman. If I'm Norman, I'm not looking at Quinn Ewers. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I, I I'm I I I like to believe in kids, and I have I don't know him, so this isn't even fair to me to say. Like this comes off like I'm just bashing this kid. I just have never been drawn to his like demeanor. Yeah, I've, I haven't been drawn to his the way that he's handled his entire recruit. I I don't know. 
this again, this is not fair for me to say, but I've I've just we're in the media, so you can. I'm not a big fan of the kid. Yeah, yeah. I watched him play with no other. I, I didn't really care at all. My wife went to South Lake Carroll, so we went and watched the, what they call the Dodge Bowl. It was Riley Dodge, the head coach of South Lake Carroll, versus Todd Dodge, his father, who's now coaching um, Austin Westlake. They've got Cade Klubnick, who's going to Clemson to play quarterback. And I watched these two guys go head-to-head, and I would take the Klubnick kid that's going to Clemson 10 times out of 10 over yours. And I get it. He's a great player. Um, he, he was the highest recruited player ever. So he's obviously got talent. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just had this feeling in my gut, I guess, where I just wasn't a huge fan, but that's, it's a great point to get back on track, Bryce. I think it's a great point. If Caleb Williams decides that he's going to depart from Norman, which I don't anticipate that would be a, obviously a great opportunity to step in. If you're any transferring quarterback to have an opportunity to, uh, to compete for a job. I think it'd be interesting, man. Because I, uh, again, going and and not to just beat a dead horse here, but you know, if if the case happens where Caleb Williams says I'm following Lincoln, to your point, there there is a a man walking around that campus crazy enough as as talented as that team is, as historic as it is, as good as it's been the last six, seven, eight years, this last decade, that you would be leading that team out with somebody that no one knows. You know, it's it's very eerily similar to the 2015 Texas A&M Aggies. And the only reason I know that is because I was the guy that took advantage of the situation. But you had Kyle Allen, who isn't a starter right now, but has started multiple games mm-hmm. in the NFL for the Washington football team and um, and, and the, the, the Panthers. And the other guy they had was the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You had two Both five-star split, guys yeah. on campus – and right before the bowl game, right now, same situation, both decide they're leaving, opens the door, Jake Hubenak to come in, um, who transferred in from Blend Junior College and gets a start uh, against Lamar Jackson in uh, yeah. in the bowl game, and, and, and the Aggies lose. But that allowed me to step in and have an opportunity to compete for a job and and uh, and take over down there. Uh, it's, so it's, do you think that they'll hit the transfer portal, though? I think they, I think they hit whoever the best guy is, you know, I think because of that reason, Spencer already decided he's leaving, okay? So it's not happening all at the same time, kind of like Kyler and Kyle. I think if if I was Caleb Williams, I'm staying right where I'm at. Yeah, I hear you. Unless hear you. whoever they hire to run the offense comes in, he's like, hey, this just doesn't fit me. You know, yeah. I think he needs to at least wait until that happens. Hey, if Levy comes in, if Coach Levy comes in, his, his butt butter stay – because he's going to put up points and he's going to be dynamic. No doubt, I, I think he'd be. And he's so I think talented, he'd be really man. good. So, for our, for our listeners too, and I, I'd actually love to hear this process. So, so what is a transfer portal like when you when you enter the transfer portal and you go to, you know, is that a dark room? Is it a is it a? I didn't super have a transfer room? portal, like a cafeteria where they all just kind of walk around I, you. And I have no idea. I've never when I transferred, it was not a transfer portal. It wasn't. What I had to do was go and do my own homework. I put yeah. together a list of like fifteen schools that I'd even be interested in. Whether it was, you know, quarterback, Who your top coach. Three? Who are your top three? My top three ended up being A and M, Auburn, and LSU. So you're going SEC all day. I, I was. I was wanted to get out of the NFL Big Twelve. Transferred? Yeah, that was that was for NFL, or you just wanted to get out of. 
I wanted to I wanted to play at a school I was hoping I didn't know when I put my my letter out there and I'll I'll get to that I'll get back to that in a second. Um I didn't know if it was going to be like Tulsa, you know, North Texas, something somebody like that or if it was going to be, you know, a big time school. I I was what, hoping What does that mean when you when you put that out you didn't know I didn't know who would respond. So here's how it worked. Okay, okay, okay. So I made a list of the schools where I desirable for me based off of situation, like they had a quarterback graduating or leaving, you know, um, geographic location. I'd love to be close to home, right? You know, fifth year, be close to mom and dad, mm-hmm. have them come watch me. Um, and then also the, the coach and the scheme, right? And so I put that list together. I went to our compliance department and they – drafted a letter and sended it sent it to the compliance department of those 15 schools which then relayed it to the coaching staff that I was eligible for transfer I was seeking transfer and then the the communication rules were still all there so they'd have like a GA follow me on Twitter and like toss me a, a message or something and then I would AKA call DM. up there yeah and then I would call up there. And so it all happened pretty quick. And then once mm. that happened, I started getting calls from people that weren't really on that list. But, I mean, it was like – it wasn't like this long, long drawn-out process. It was like Gus Malzahn called me. He got me on the phone with Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a transfer to Auburn. So he was – Cam was like – which was kind of cool. Cam was like, hey, man, you can go there and be successful as a transfer. Boom, this is cool. So I talked to Rhett Lashley, who's now the head coach yeah. at SMU. He was yeah. the QB coach there at the time. Yeah. I talked to Rhett, and I talked to Gus Malzahn 15 times in that week. Les Miles called him. He was at LSU. Hey, we think you got a shot here. You can walk in and compete for the job right away. We think you have a good a, a good chance to win that job if you come in and play well. And who was there in 2015? That it was like been... Jeremy Johnson and okay. Sean okay. something. Okay. Um, so good opportunity to come in and compete, right? Um, you know, and, and at Auburn, oh no, that was Auburn at, at, um, it wasn't Danny Lanning yet. I forget who it was, but yeah. either way at both schools, it was kind of the in-between, right? It wasn't Jarrett Stidham yet. It wasn't Joe Burrow yet. It was an opportunity to come and compete. And then I called a and cause it was, that's the only SEC school in Texas close to home from San Antonio. And uh, and at the time, Kyler and Kyle were still there, and, and Kevin Sumlin said, no, we're good, I appreciate the call, but you know, we'd love to have your leadership, blah, 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 but we've got these two guys, we believe in them. Well, that week, they both depart, so my phone rings, conversation changes. So it came down to those three, and um, yeah, ended up you know, making the decision to go to A&M, and you know, went through spring ball, battled it out, and got named the starter the Monday after spring ball, and, and you know, the rest is history. That's the reason that I left. But, yeah, I didn't have the transfer portal. Um, gotcha. And so I don't – I honestly don't know what that looks like. Um, nowadays with social media and everything else, I don't know how the communication, you know, even works. Um, but it is interesting. You know, it, it creates another level of communication for all these coaches, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there in Norman. But um, – Hey, to wrap up today, let's go around the Big 12, just uh, super high-level, 30,000-foot view. Uh, just, Bryce, some of your thoughts on this season, because we are officially done with Big done 12 with football Big 12. for the year. Of course, we've got our bowl games, and guys, we'll be back next week um, and then a few more times uh, as we go through the bowl season, and we'll keep you updated on Twitter and everything else. But, Bryce, as far as the Big 12 goes, the Baylor Bears hoist the trophy – but what 
are your a couple of your uh, kind of high level thoughts of how the Big Twelve shaped out this year? Yeah, I, th- I think it was just a a um, just a, a, a season of surprises, right? And I think it's just probably easy enough said to, to the entire you know NCAA uh, picture. But I mean, if you go back, it was OU um, who was a shoe into the playoff, a shoe in for the Heisman, a shoe in for the number one overall pick. Um, followed closely by a crowd favorite in Matt Campbell and Iowa State, led by Brock Purdy, um, who's been there for 78 games, um, and Brees Hall, who's set the NCAA record for touchdowns, you know, uh, consecutive touchdowns. Uh, and then it was just everybody else. So it was just, it was crazy how, you know, the, the whole season kind of transpired. Um, you know, in, in that picture, and then you know, so so it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch every week, kind of unfold, and and you know, games that were played at home. I'd love to find that out. Just record home and away. Just games at home just seemed to 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 play such a dominant factor, especially out of this whole COVID world that we were in last year. Um, so it's just great to have college football back. I think uh, in general. But then secondly, just this coaching care. I mean, we're about to have a whole new face of what, you know, Big 12 Media Day is going to look like. I don't know if we're going to have a booth set up or not. We ought to um, with, with beers and have the coaches come around. Garrett, I'll, I'll get you on that. Um, you know, but but look, man, no more Lincoln Riley. No more Gary Patterson. It's just this. No more Matt I, Wells. I, 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 yeah, I know. And, it, and it's just crazy to think about that is no more Gary Patterson um, who might be in burnt orange. As an analyst, I I that one's crazy to me. I thought that dude would just ride off into the sunset. Probably got you know bought a space in Montana, play his guitar by a campfire. Um, so you know, new face in in Texas Tech, new head coach Texas Tech. Never never coached at the collegiate level from a, a, a head coach perspective. Joey McGuire and we've all talked about him. I I think so highly of him. I think Texas Tech is going to be in a great spot, um, and they're hiring really well. Um, right now and and getting some recruits. So, anyways, I think between those two, just just a complete shamble of what we all thought or expected in the Big 12 uh, to unfold definitely didn't happen. Big Big 12 championship won by my Baylor Bears. Um, and then secondly, just 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 new faces, new faces everywhere. Um, uh, even from quarterbacks, you know, hoisting MVPs. You know, it's just a, a, a season of of uh, of surprises. So that's that's kind of my little little snapshot of. You know the recap. I love it. Give yeah. me your recap. Yeah, I I could go a million directions here, and we we could honestly do ten shows on this because I think there's so much to talk about. Um, I'll pick two as well. The first is I now as a former player, and I guess it's because I'm getting a little bit older. I absolutely love watching young players step up into yep. their new role yep. and and become those household names, right? We talked about Blake Shapin. This is a this is a freshman, right? I mean, he's way younger than us now, but it, I remember the fe- I feel the feeling inside me of what he's going through, and now he's got a MVP trophy on his shelf, like we talked about, and, BMOC, and he's, got a, baby. he's got a Big Twelve BMOC. champion. You know? but but even the older guys. I mean, Brock Purdy, right? He's left his better his jersey better than he found it yeah. since the time that he stepped on campus there at Ames. Now he'll go on and have an opportunity to play in in the NFL, and yeah. it's I love that about college football is you get this um, 
um, you know, this constant churn because it's four years and four years and four years. And so you look back at all your historical favorite players of all times. It's like, okay, we are watching those guys now that are going to be household names forever. The Adrian Petersons of the world, right? The Sam Bradfords of the world, the Colt McCoys of the world, the Colin Kleins of the world, like all these guys that have come through these yeah. programs. We're getting to watch those guys right now. So to to your point about new faces, I have loved watching guys this year step up. Bijan Robinson, what a dynamic yeah. player. Coming back. Yes, Roshan Johnson coming in in his yeah, relief. Yeah, Those yeah. two guys are going to be a stable there in Austin, right? Um, Caleb Williams, you hope the best for him moving forward. And these are just a few names that I'm throwing out. They're, yeah, yeah. It's all over the Big 12, so I love that. But in terms of a surprise to this year, I mean – that's the other part of college football is just the unknown. You had Spencer Rattler just primed and ready to win the Heisman, be the first overall pick, and lead the Sooners to a national championship, and he's transferring. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Baylor, who was, like, to your point, picked eighth. Dave Aranda comes in and shows what coaching can do yeah. to a football team. They win the Big 12 title. You see a guy that's just, hey, pick us wherever you want us. We're going to field a team that competes every year yeah. up in Oklahoma State, um, um, you know, with with uh, with everything that they do up there in Stillwater. I mean, it's just I love college football and I love this yeah. conference because you see all this stuff going on. And, and, and now you can look back at the 2021 chapter and say, man, that was a crazy one. And Are we turning the page on OU, by the way? Is this about to be a new chapter of – I mean, we went six back-to-back. Back I mean, this – it's not the SEC, meaning that Alabama's not going to win the SEC every year. Georgia's not going to win the SEC. You know which one of those it was, it was going to be. You know, Big Twelves. It's it for the last six years. It has been OU, OU, OU. Is this a new chapter that we're that we're turning here? This year, absolutely. Next year, it is. Yet, <laughs> it is it's a new year. It is yet to be written, yeah, my that's friend. Right. That's it right. It is yet to be written, and that's why. The Trevor and Bryce show will be back next season covering but all stay things. with us. Stay with us because we have a few more shows left. We're gonna this this was just kind of a recap. Um keep it light, keep it loose. Um we do have we're gonna go kind of a deep dive into this is homework partner. So yep. so you know, uh do what you need to do there. I know you cheated off everybody in high school and college, but um, never read a book, never deep, read a textbook. Deep dive, uh Spark Notes, deep dive into all things bowl season coming up. Uh, we got seven teams in the Big 12 going to bowls, buddy. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, you know, with, with two two uh, big ones, Fiesta Bowl with Oklahoma State, um, the Sugar Bowl with my Baylor Bears. Um, so we got some good bowl games to to get you guys in tune for. Um, but as always, thank you guys so much for riding with us the whole year. I hope we uh, were possibly a bright spot. I don't know. I think I think I've I've gotten better. You were always great at no, it. But I, I've, I've gotten. I, I've, you know, I've just steady worked. You know, that's just my whole life. I just yeah. had to work for 1%. it. 1% better yeah, every day. Yeah, it wasn't you gifted to me like You really like embodied the, the Baylor data yeah. random mentality of just wake up every day, get your do. hard hat and your lunch pail, and let's go to freaking work, man. <laughs> hey, a big shout-out to Bet Rivers, our sponsor. We appreciate Always. that. Um, if you guys have not joined yet, you need to. There's still a lot of bowl games to win a lot of money on, so go do that. Uh, but, Bryce, appreciate you, man. Um, I love doing this, and uh, we love that you guys tune in with mm. us every week. So with that, another episode of the Trevor and Bryce Show.